everyone, and welcome to What's the Hook with Diane and Andy. It is, uh, Andy, it's Friday. Happy Friday. Happy Friday, Diane. Oh, it's all happening. And uh, as Andy, Andy, you noted, we had a bit of a January TV doldrums, but things are picking up now. Yeah. Yeah, it's been a little slow. It's been a little slow out there, but uh, lots there of good a, stuff on the horizon. There was a lot, the glut of holiday programming. So I guess they let everybody just sort of get fat on the holiday food. <laughs> do. You're right. Yeah. And now it was it was a little slimmer come January, but good things await us. For one, I'm very excited about Aubrey Plaza hosting SNL this week. Ooh, yes. Can't get enough of Aubrey Plaza. Great. And as we mentioned last week, I attended some of Winter TV Critics press tour, which was back in person for the first time in three years. And it was wonderful to see people. We were masked the entire time in the ballroom, in the Langham ballroom. Uh, but it was still lovely to see people. Um, Hulu and Onyx Collective did a good day uh, with some of their shows. And I'm... Did not get to be at the two days of PBS programming, but as usual, they brought an incredible array of programming, documentaries, and otherwise, just some incredible stuff, some great stuff coming up on Masterpiece Theater. Um, there's a new production of Tom Jones that looks amazing. And um, Apple TV Plus closed out press tour. Andy, I think they brought 12 different shows. Oh, panels, wow. were, panels were only like 20 minutes long and i love 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 the apple tv plus team but my god folks folks that was that, too much see was that much. 12 seems like it might be their entire you know and portfolio you know what? of not, shows it's not <laughs> because they're really really stepping up production and they're stepping up yeah. orders and they have yeah. a lot going on and also they just issued they just put out they just released a really another kind of brand spot, like the one they did with John Hamm. They did one with Timothy Chalamet. Oh, so that's nice. a the interwebs now with Timmy looking at everything that's on Apple. You know, like he looks at Severance and he goes, That's weird. I can do weird. So that show just, it, 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 I, there is not a week that goes by that I don't talk to somebody that says they just discovered Severance and are obsessed with it. It's just, it, it, it's it's great. I love that people keep discovering that show. And I guess Patricia Arquette says season two will like be very unnerving and like, well, oh God, yeah. It'd be, and I was like, look, season one was episode <laughs> unnerving. I mean, yeah. I, don't, I don't know, but you know, this is good. Creators always try to sort of up the ante, especially in a sophomore season. And with the team working on that show, I have no doubt they can do that. Yes. yes. Um, and just a shout out to Adam Scott. He's been wearing some very interesting stuff to award show. He wore like a a green, a bright green suit with like a Andy, what is like is it a string tie? Like it, it was like a very like starchy but thin like tie to one award show and then to another award show he wore this shawl collared tuxedo but it was like a pale gray and he looked like a cult leader 
because he had it on with a turtleneck. And I was like, do not. And I like was like, do not drink any Kool-Aid this man offers you. Oh, he's bringing the edge. I, I'm <laughs> seeing is. some of this in, in the Google. Yeah. Um, some very I like that for him. He's, yeah, he's, yeah, you know. I think a sense of adventure is always good in fashion. Always, yeah, always. He, always. he presents as a very kind of, you know, average Joe. Yes. Uh, and, you know, so cool. Good on him. But he's just so, he's chances. so incredibly talented and he's very flexible because, you know, he's going to be, I was, we were just talking about this. He's going to be in the Party Down reboot that's happening at Stars. And I'm so excited for that because, God, I love that show. So he just, he's doing a little bit of everything these days. Um, the other thing, um, Andy, the Oscar nominations are going to be announced next week, Tuesday, early morning. Uh, Riz Ahmed and Allison Williams will be announcing the Oscar nominees live, 5.30 a.m. And I think it's on Oscar.com. So okay. are, you, are you up that early, Andy? Are you that Absolutely much? not. <laughs> <laughs> You and I can connect on that when we wake up later. <laughs> exactly. that. I don't know. I may just watch on my phone, like while I'm dozing. Yeah. But, uh, if if uh, any Oscar fans, you can mark your calendar now. And then the Oscar show is March the 12th. And I believe ABC has the show this year. So, uh, and I think Jimmy Kimmel's hosting. I think they were going back to someone familiar. I got to double check okay. myself. Um, Andy, we both watched the premiere of The Last of Us on HBO, one of the most anticipated shows of the season. What did you think? I loved it. Um, I loved it. So it's based on a video game, which is not something, well, not, not, I, you know, I play video games here and there. I have not played this game and it's not, I'm not like your typical person to watch a show based on a video game or go yes, see a movie based on a video game but this didn't feel like a video game show it i Not mean at it, all. no it was it was really satisfying um you don't need to know anything about the game to enjoy the show it's very beautifully shot and well told and has great talent and i i just really enjoyed the first episode of this show um, as I was watching it, the opening is like a talk show where they have a couple of scientists talking. And I realized it was one of my favorite actors, John Hanna, playing one of the scientists. And he uh, is talking about um, about things that can happen and how viruses can spread. And of course, since we've just been through a pandemic, it was especially chilling because yeah. you know, even though we like to think that COVID is over and done, it's not. And people still get COVID, although we're a little more prepared for it now. So I thought it was- Are really, we? I don't know. Are we? It's a really chilling way to start the series. Yeah, for sure. Um, I am especially loving Pedro Pascal, but I think it's a really well-cast series. And even though- there are scary monsters in it. I still plan to watch because also because I get the East coast HBO channel and I can watch it earlier in the evening and not right before I go to bed. So maybe I can not be too scared. Yeah. There's some real scary stuff yeah. in this. And uh, one of the early scenes of, you know, watching somebody 
in the background, you know, kind of like blurred out in the background, but uh, undergoing a change and kind of you see them yes. probably actually getting the disease like a little bit out of out of focus. But right. it's, I, that really stood out for me as a very chilling moment. Um, and it's interesting, just if you're, uh, you know, pandemic nerd, this one is a fungal pandemic. So it's it's the mushrooms. It's, it's the, the mushrooms, exactly. Yeah, they're, you know, taking over. Oh, it's just it is it is very very chilling. And just a reminder, the writer on this is Craig Mazin, who did the Chernobyl miniseries for HBO, which was also yeah, just phenomenal, moving and scary and and all of that. So he's just pretty much on track to outdo himself. So kudos to him. Um, on the lighter side, okay, I'm going to confess right here. I make Andy watch stuff, and I made Andy watch The Traders on Peacock. <laughs> and newsflash, Andy is very happy I made him watch The Traders. Andy, I Traders. am. Well, it was you and my one of my favorite podcasts, Pop Culture Happy Hour. They raved about it, and okay. I would take I take your recommendation on its own, but the combination of them saying it's great and you saying it's great, I had to check it out. And I really loved it. It's, uh, you know, it's a reality competition show, but it's got some great twists and it's just really beautifully produced. It's set in a castle in Scotland. Um, I just loved it. And I think um, I not only is it well cast, because there's a mixture of people from reality shows like Ari from The Bachelor and some people who are on Survivor, and Kate Chastain from Below Deck, who has literally, she's literally having like a superstar moment right now. Well, you know, I've only watched one, about one season of Below Deck and and so, some other episodes here and there, but I, you know, just fell in love with her on Below Deck. It's, she's fabulous. She's yeah. fabulous. And yeah. I think the cast they've pulled together from reality shows, like I was familiar with a lot of them. Um, so Brandy Glanville, who's just a complete, I don't know how to describe her. She's just, you know, she's like a perfect reality TV villain. I I think I've said this before, but I think Brandy Glanville should only be given in small doses. I think it's yeah. very easy to have too much of Brandy Glanville. On the traders, there was just the right amount. And that's all I'm going to say about her, because I don't like to give her a lot of air. Yeah. Um, yeah. Fair. And on, but I was I have, surprised how many of the people I knew as a non-reality junkie, like a lot of these um, people are are people that I that, are, that have kind of transcended and become a little bit more popular in pop culture. Um, I'm trying to think of the name of the guy from Shaws of Sunset. Reza. Reza, yeah. I mean, he's great. He's fun. Uh, they pulled really together just Survivor, a really great but, but there were people who were on Survivor, and one. I don't want to spoil anything, but one of whom just is brilliant on Traders. And that's, like I said, I don't want to spoil. Okay. But all of the episodes of Traders, there's 10 episodes. All of them are available right now on Peacock. So really. well, we buried the lead. Sorry, we buried the lead that this is hosted by Alan Cumming. We did. Oh, thank and supposedly you. set at, sorry, my bad. And supposedly set at his, you know, Scottish castle. I don't know if it's really Scottish or not. Yes. Yeah. And, and uh, he is just, he just really sinks his teeth into this and play, he plays it up and he's yes. very kind of 
sinister and uh, just it's very it's a very chewy performance like he really gets into hosting uh this group of people and creating the mystery and and just leaning into being kind of you know very alan coming very ridiculous and and funny and he's very much in his element and honestly i think they hired him because he looks incredible in the wardrobe I just I have to find out who the wardrobe designer was for the show, because as you watch more episodes, more of the cast is dressed in some Scottish accents. There's one at one point Ari wears a three piece like tartan plaid suit that is fabulous. Kate also wears a beautiful set that with the draped scarf. But it's Alan Cumming who really delivers the looks. I mean, amazing stuff. And of course, he was hired just for the way he says Tereta. Are you a faithful or are you a treta? A treta. He says it so beautifully. It's that beautiful brogue. But you know, when when is Alan coming like not a treat to watch? He's always never. He's just wonderful. Yeah. So anyway, the traders, I can't recommend it more highly. I'm elated that I I made Andy convert to it. This Thank makes you for that. So yes. Yes. Such a treat. Um, the other show that I want to make sure everybody's watching is Will Trent which is on ABC. And if you don't, if you cut the cord, go to Hulu and find Will Trent starring Ramon Rodriguez. I think he's one of the best actors to come down the pike in a long time. I think he is, he played a role on the wire uh, some years ago and he is absolutely terrific heading up this show. The wonderful Sonia Sohn also, who is also on the wire co-stars in Will Trent and just great. It's a really wonderful, diverse cast. He is with a division where he's a detective. It's called GBI and I forget what it stands for, but I got to tell you, Ramon Rodriguez speaks with this soft Southern accent because it takes place in Georgia. And I, Andy, I practically swoon every time that man. Talks. <laughs> All he's, right. amazing. he's amazing. So, uh, Wow. And it's pretty much, I think, kind of a case of the week. Uh, very, very, very good. Just a really, it's very nice to see this kind of thing on broadcast network TV. I love seeing some broadcast network hits like Abbott Elementary. You know, Andy, a couple of our, a couple of sitcoms we like are coming back. Grand Crew is coming back for a second season. American Auto. both. Yeah. Are so it's always nice to see some strong network TV happening. Uh, there's still quite a bit of it. Um, anyway, so that's Will Trent on ABC if you have broadcast TV, on Hulu if you do not. Um, I'm going to make Andy watch that one too, by the way, because I think he'll really dig Ramon Rodriguez. Cool. Um, let's see, Andy, did you see the news that Meryl Streep is in season three of all? I mean, of course. Yes. All over the socials. Yeah. All over the place. Uh, yeah. Talk about star power. Do you think that Steve Martin just called her up and said, Hey, Meryl, what are you up to? Do you want to come over? Yeah. And she's probably like, yeah, totally. I'll be over like right now. I'm, I'm on my way. And then he's like, Oh, by the way, we're filming right now. And I love it. Doing a little because we don't know if this is a cameo or if she plays a big role in the season, right? But remind Paul Rudd is one of the mainstays of season three. And Andrea Martin's back as the makeup woman on Brazo, the TV show that Steve Martin. Oh, I love her. Amazing. Yes. Okay. I love that. 
Um, let's see. In other TV news, HBO Max canceled Gossip Girl, the reboot. And the word yeah. is, is that they're going to try to shop the show somewhere else. So we'll see yeah. what happens. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah. The show had a strong start, um, but apparently it really tapered off. Well, yeah, that's they announced when it came out that it was doing really well for HBO Max, and then clearly it didn't last. So that's too bad. But that's another show that had extraordinary fashion on it. Just amazing, amazing looks. And just, I really, I love stuff like that. Um, in other renewal news, um, there was an announcement today that Cobra Kai is going to come back for its sixth and final season. And Outlander will be back for an eighth and final season. But for the crazed Outlander fans, and they are crazed, yeah. <laughs> an Outlander prequel in the works called Outlander Blood of My Blood that will be about the lives and relationship of Jamie Frazier's parents, Brian Frazier and Ellen McKenzie. Jamie Frazier played by the wonderful Sam Ewan. And honestly, I'm just excited to see Sam Ewan and some other things. The guy is enormously talented. He's incredible. And I really like Outlander. I think it's actually a really, really great show. I'm not totally caught up on it. I mean, this is a lot of Outlander, eight it's seasons a plus a prequel. That's a lot to keep up with. But, um, you know, whatever keeps Sam Hewen in our in our midst is fine with me. He actually has, um, I don't know if you've ever used Calm, the app that um, has sleep stories. Oh, did he do a sleep and, story? And uh, he, there's a new one from Sam Hewen. So you can now listen to Sam Hewen, you know, lulling you off to bed at night, which who doesn't want that? I might have to resubscribe just for that. <laughs> yeah. Um, a quick note, if you um, hang out at the end of this podcast, I have a little extra for you with my pal Chris Harnick, former entertainment journalist. And we talk about a lot of stuff that's going on in the Bravo world, about the shakeups going on on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, the Jen Shaw sentencing the newest season of Below Deck. Uh, and we also talk a little bit about the traders because I didn't know Andy was watching when I talked to Chris. So <laughs> okay. uh, there you go. You get a little double dose uh, of some traders fun. Um, the other thing that caught my eye, Andy, and I don't know, were you a fan of Frasier? Did you watch Frasier? No, I didn't. Really? I just never... I, I never really tried it. I'm not sure if it was just during a time in my life when I wasn't watching a lot of TV or what. Fair enough. I was a Frasier fan. So there was a bunch of casting news that came out. Um, they have Jack Cutmore Scott, who's going to play Frasier's son, Freddie, who was only seen on Frasier as a little boy. And now he's like, Freddie's all grown up and they've been estranged for a while. So the show is not, the new show is not set in Seattle. It's set somewhere else. And there's a lot of Brits. And I'm wondering if it's going to be set in London. Because I could totally see Frasier. Yeah. So just curious. Huh. Uh, I am still watching. I now set my DVR for The Daily Show because they have all these great guest hosts. And Leslie Jones has been doing this week. And I still love her. But even though she yells too much, I love her. And she's been doing a great job at the desk. So I've watched some of the clips and people are seem to really be loving her. She's great. Yeah. Dulce Sloan and Roy Wood Jr. and Michael Costa, you know, she interacts really well with all the correspondents that are there. 
So, you know, it's always, it's always, it's always important when a show has a deep bench of talent and just props to the daily show. Cause that's tough to do. And it's also tough to, to do things when someone like Trevor Noah, who really defined a presence, he came in as yeah. a total unknown to these people and he really yes. defined a lot and he really changed the show and moved the show forward. So just immense respect for everybody at the daily show. But they've got some really cool people coming up too, like really? Hassan Minaj, who is just absolutely amazing. And, and your favorite Chelsea, Chelsea, and Chelsea Handler, who I just cannot get enough of. Yeah, I, I also did not know about, I had not tracked the Sarah Silverman controversy until I started reading some of the commentary on her being an upcoming host, that she did a blackface skit quite a while ago but so has never that like years ago yeah and has never quite nailed the apology or you know satisfied people with the apology so i saw a lot of commentary in the comments of the daily show's posts you know when when it included that she was going to be hosting i mean i think she's definitely uh a progressive you know inclusive she is. And andy, comedian I, and but andy i think we all know by now nobody's ever satisfied with apologies especially right now fair fair this is the culture we're in and yeah, i doing blackface was just not a good idea in the first no. place and doesn't no. matter what the intention was it's just yeah for great. my money i'm also really intrigued because john leguizamo is gonna do it oh my god and how amazing is john leguizamo like oh, just but i'm used to seeing him like do his one-man shows like yeah. on Broadway. yeah or you know he was in he was in the movie chef with um john favreau and he was so so good in that he's he's really great like whenever he takes a role so i'm really curious to see him do this i think it'll be really interesting well and i feel like he's extremely intelligent and he articulate is. and tuned in to like you know the culture so I, I think he could be really great at this and he's also been an outspoken advocate for more latino you know latino run and latino focused entertainment mm, yeah he's like we're this part of the we're a big part of the population we need more representation in entertainment and he's of course he's correct so i think it's going to be really interesting because i think the show i think that will be an element of his guest hosting so i'm curious to see what happens um in some more upcoming tv real real time with bill maher is coming back and I've been hearing rumblings that CNN is thinking of having Bill Maher do some segments, which I think might be one of the worst ideas I've ever heard. <laughs> That's wait, all say, I'm going to say wait, about tell, that. Tell me more about that. Why, why is that one of the worst ideas? I'm very mixed on Bill Maher because, personally. Because I think Bill Maher has become completely out of touch. I mm, think he's yeah. become more of a misogynist than I thought possible. Yeah. And I also think he's become um, a much nastier person. I know that we all get a bit more curmudgeonly as we get older and we get a little crankier. And I will cut people slack for that because I am, that's happened to me. But I think he has literally become meaner and less funny. And and let me tell you, this and I used to be a huge Bill Maher fan. I used to mm -hmm. love real time. I used to love politically incorrect. But I still hate watch real time. 
And I am appalled by so many things that come out of his mouth. Hence, wow. It's a hate watch. Yeah. So I kind I, of fell off around the end of politically incorrect, which is a long time ago now. That was a long time ago. Yeah. Uh-oh. You froze on me. Uh-oh. Oh. So, yeah. Uh, okay. No, no, it's okay. You're back. You're back. You're back. Um, the other thing that I did sample was the new That 90 Show on Netflix, which definitely feels very much like That 70 Show. You know, it, it has some of the same cast members. Topher Grace does come back and Kurtwood Smith and Deborah Jo Rupp. So, yeah. you know, there is a nice warm feeling to that. The other thing I'm really happy about is today on Netflix, Bling Empire New York drops. I'm a big fan of Bling Empire. It It's sort of a lighter and more frivolous. New York definitely seems a little grittier. There's a lot of, there's some interesting people on it. Dorothy Wang is on it. There's some really interesting people. I'm going to talk more about it next week. But people, if you, if Bling Empire was your jam, check out Bling Empire New York on Netflix. That is now streaming. Um, The other thing I want to make sure people watch is a show called Accused premiering this Sunday on Fox. And it's sort of a case of the week about people who have been accused of crimes. And it's not like law and order and that it's ripped from the headlines, but yes, there are some stories that, you know, have been in the news. It's very well done. It's beautifully crafted. Two of the executive producers are Howard Gordon and Alex Gansa, who worked on Homeland and uh, Marley Matlin directed an episode about a deaf nanny who is accused of kidnapping a baby. There's some really interesting stuff. Ooh. Michael Chiklis stars in one of the episodes as the father of a mentally ill boy who is homicidal. It's, it's, I'm telling you, it is so well done. So that's called Accused. And that is premiering this Sunday, All the right. 22nd box. Uh, let's see. I know a- Andy and I are just, we're just waiting for Poker Face to premiere. I so know. We can I, know. I was going to say, you know what we're both dying to talk about, which we can't really say anything about until next week. But yeah, Poker Face, the new. Um, Natasha Leone show. The new, yeah, it's. And Andy, it's, how do we say his name? Rianne Johnson? Because Yeah, I think so. Natasha Leone was at press tour with Rianne Johnson. And honestly, my favorite thing was she posted a photo of her outfit that she wore to TCAs. And the caption just said, keep it cunty, bitches. And I was like, God, I love her so much. Was that the purple outfit? I think it was a black outfit that she wore to TCA, I think. Oh, the okay. My, outfit, I think she wore to like Critics' Choice or something. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. My my designer friends made the the purple outfit. Gorgeous, absolutely yeah. gorgeous. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, this show is everything. But we'll get into it next week because I can't say any more because we'll get in trouble. We don't want to break any embargoes. That's not what we do here at What's the <laughs> No. Follow, we obey the rules, but we are yes. both excited about it. So more on yeah. that, then I'm just going to say we are on Facebook. We have a What's the Hook page. Uh, I'm at the Surf Report on Twitter, 
Andy's at Seriously Andy on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at The Surf Report on Instagram as well. Um, Find us. Let us know what you like. Let us know what you'd like us to talk about. We're here for you. And we'll talk to you next week. Hi, everyone. Welcome to What's the Hook. Um, My special guest today knows his way around the reality show world. His name is Chris Harnick, and he is a former entertainment journalist. And, oh, we're just going to cover a whole bunch of stuff. We're going to dive right in. Chris, thank you so much for being here. I really appreciate it. I'm thrilled to talk about (laughs) how I unwind at night with reality television. (laughs) I know you work hard at your day job. So let's just jump into it. Chris, we have both been watching The Traders. And I am so happy to hear that you have been digging it as much as I have. Um, I think you, did you say you just finished it? I just finished it last night. I was burning the midnight oil because I needed to see what happened. Right. And I don't even binge stuff a lot, but I watched chunks of episodes at a time of the traders. Same. I did about, I think I was averaging about two to three per, per sit down. And it is a great binge because I, going into it, I was confused a little bit. Like candidly, I, I I thought there were too many people. There was like twenty contestants at the start. I didn't really understand the concept. Yeah, there, were a lot. Like, there was a there was a lot to follow, and then like Alan Cumming showed up and was saying these things. Like, it, like there was a lot going on. Yes, there was so much going on. And then once I got to episode two, I I you know I the, it leveled out and I knew what was happening and I and I liked that the challenges weren't too produced like it was fun but it wasn't like too cheesy agreed it wasn't you know it's not like when you watch Survivor and those challenges are so like expertly and so minutely produced like I admire it I think it's a skill and I think it's really great even though I don't watch Survivor all the time I mean, I basically tuned into the traders when I saw that Kate Chastain was doing it because I am MVP. like you. I love Below Deck. So I just wanted to see what Kate would do. And I know that there is there was a British version of the show. And from what I've heard, the British show did not have celebrities. I heard that it had civilians and that it was still great with just all civilians. So I liked the mix of reality people and civilians in this version. And I think Alan Cumming is the true stroke of genius as the host. And I am convinced that they hired him just because of the way he says, Tareta. <laughs> I'm like, it, it was just a very entertaining ride. And I want to know what the hat budget was in this because everyone yes. was wearing like these giant great hats and like just the, the wardrobe alone is worth it to 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 to, to worth a watch to to like just diagnose like what's happening. I was tweeting with um a fellow writer, a fellow uh, writer Emma Fraser, who does wonderful breakdowns and in interviews with costume designers. And the wardrobe on this show, first of all, yes, there's going to be a lot of tartan. There's going to be a lot of plaid, but it is so beautifully done that a lot of the women are wearing some beautiful draped scarves and things, but really it's Alan Cummings wardrobe that is out of this world. I mean, his, his outfit in the first episode where like he's, it's, he's like draped and I'm like, didn't his arm get tired of walking around like that? Like I was tired for him. And like, he was, he did that in every scene. And I, you know, there must've been multiple takes. You know what? Fashion is pain, Chris. Fashion <laughs> is pain. You have to, sometimes you have to suffer for beauty. Um, but I didn't mind the strategy sessions so much, like where they were sitting around the big round table and sort of going back and forth. And 
and just how quickly some people would become convinced that someone was a faithful or a traitor. And there's one woman who just played it so brilliantly that like I was astonished by her week after week. And I should not say her name because it would be a spoiler. All right. I was I was going to ask what our spoiler etiquette is, because it has only been out, what, about a week? About a week or week and a half. And I am loathe to spoil the end of it. But there and, and there are a couple people who played really well. But I I was particularly intrigued by the way Kate played because <laughs> I think she really just kind of used her own personality and her the way she sort of just gets tired of people. Yes. Yes. And I which, think it worked really well in the show. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And it was it was kind of, it was refreshing to see her because the last her last outing on below deck was not great. Uh with the, it, that horrible season where all the guys were being horrible to her. Yes. Yeah. So it, it was nice it was to see. The season. Yeah, that was gross. That yeah. Was so gross. Oh. Yeah. And I have I have a lot of low deck thoughts in general, but like that was we'll nice. We'll get to those. We'll get to those. It was nice to see her kind of be able to shine in this in this yes. environment as well, uh, because she isn't it, you know, below deck isn't isn't a game show, quote unquote, you know, so it's it's it was nice to see her flex that personality in different ways. Agreed. Agreed. Um, so I guess we can say we both love the traders and we think everyone should watch it. Oh, 100 percent. I can't I want a season two. I've seen people like dream casting like on Twitter and everything. Wow. I'm like, yeah, like let's let's get let's get this going. I would love more Real Housewives on it. Like Brandy Glanville's great, but I would love somebody you know, asked me though, um, a, a fellow journalist said to me who does watch a fair amount of reality, he said, but don't you think it should season two should be all civilians? And I said, absolutely not. I said, I think this mix worked really well of some people from the reality world and some regular folks. I said, I think that mix worked really well. And, uh, he, oh, yeah. and he maintained, no, 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 it should be all civilians. And I was like, nope, I staunchly disagree. So I, I see both sides of that. But I, I think I, for me to come back to it, I think I would I would want I mean, I'd come back to it if it was all civilians. But I think you know, having familiar faces in there that, you know, that have been around the block to see them in this new light, especially after what we were just saying about Kate, like seeing her like this. Yes. It, it, it was not a, that she needed redemption, but that it was just refreshing. And and even definitely I, there, there were people on there that I didn't know from other reality shows. So same here. Same here, since I don't, I mean, I knew who the Bachelor guy was, right. but I can't sit through the Bachelor because all I do is yell at my TV and I say, oh, you're all stupid. Why are you doing this to yourselves? You know, that's no way to find love. But I guess maybe we should segue to Below Deck, Chris, because I know you're watching. I know I'm watching because I watch every iteration of the show. Same. What do you think of the current season? I will start. Well, I love Frasier as the chief stew just more just because i love frazier uh, i'm happy to see him back he seems a little ineffective in this role and i don't know if it's because of the lee situation and when sandy comes in and he's managing more than the i guess normal with camille and Haley and Alyssa, and it's just like a bigger boat i don't it's i this is the first time i thought can a boat be too big? And I think the answer might be yes. Yes. Because it really seemed to cause problems for Chef Rachel. Oh, and I love her too. Yeah, well, she's 
Ooh, talk about a wild card. I was like, it really takes someone bananas to make Rachel look sane. And then <laughs> Camille, and then Camille came along. And Camille was just like, okay, I'm just gonna be bananas. Uh, I have so I have the two, I guess, main points here that I'd like to make about this season of Below Deck. Yes, need more, need more Haley. Like she's the, terrific. The little bites that we get are great. Like when she was talking about being Mary Poppins and like the, this last episode. I but but then I'm also afraid that like if we got more of her, then like she would be too much. So I think it's like maybe oh, just the right amount. The but delicate like, balance, isn't it? I'm yeah. intrigued. I want to know more about her. And I do feel like this happened. This is happening on Below Deck, and I think it happens on reality shows when they reach a certain age where the people on it think they know what they have to do to make television, where they kind of think they're a producer. And, you know, if you look at this season of Below Deck and like last season, any Below Deck med, they all kind of seem to be amping up the the drama when they're drinking and the like the just the drama in general and the drinking. And then there's just this kind of like, I, I you know, I'm looking at Below Deck Adventure and it is kind of boring. But I think that's also kind of like a harken back to Below Deck season one, two, three, right. Below Deck Med well, season one. Like, I don't, think, I don't think Below Deck Adventure has found its footing. Mm -mm. I feel like the casting is off and I feel like it just it hasn't hooked into its groove. It just hasn't. And that's OK. It's season one. Yes. And I think that's because like the, the, the cast is quote unquote greener, you know, like that, it, that they yeah. might not necessarily know what they need, like where they came from. They didn't, you know, they're not fans of Below Deck before they get on or something. Like, I just feel like there's some inauthenticity in this season of Below Deck. My other question is regarding Camille, um, you know, there have definitely been other people who come on, who come on Below Deck and Below Deck Mad and um they don't they don't like to be bossed around and they don't seem to understand the concept of hierarchy and authority and i'm i i think it's fine if you don't want to answer to someone you know that means you go into business for yourself or you work in a smaller company where you're one of the bosses and nobody gets to be the boss of you but I'm always curious, why do people even take those jobs if they don't like be, to be like Camille does not like to be bossed around? So I'm like, well, then you should not be in a third stew job. And I'm wondering if the hybrid, the original hybrid nature of deck and, you know, interior, Maybe. like the like kind of screwed her over in this, but also is, was she looking for something else from this beyond well, a job? at and the, and the online buzz seems to be leaning towards fame whore so yeah. I, I could believe which i could believe because she did an interview recently and she just popped off about everything and how she was during her last confessional she was like drunk and they didn't care that she was told okay it's a day off you know you can drink it's you know it just it's hot mess territory and that's right. okay and also by the way she's young she's figuring her shit out you know, so that's okay too. But I'm like, babe, you know, and I under, I guess I understand. Yeah, you're going to take a TV gig where you get some money, 
and you get to be on TV and she wound up, you know, making out with a cute guy for a while. And I'm and like, she gets okay. an Instagram sponsorship down the line for something. And yeah, that, that's kind Probably. of what, you know, going back to what you said about the bachelor too, like that's been the problem there where people it's, they're not there for the quote unquote right reasons. <laughs> well, I mean, but then there's other people from below deck franchises. Look at um, Asia Scott and Asia has done a very careful plotting of using her social media and using her online presence in terms of making money or sponsorships, promoting businesses that she likes to promote. Like she's from New Zealand. So she likes to promote New Zealand designers, New Zealand businesses, but it's very careful. And she does not do stuff willy nilly, which I really like. I've come to really like that about her. And I think some of the other below deck folks have done that too. And it's interesting how many of like, the deckies have like gone into the yachting business. You know, Alex is now in the yachting business. There's a couple of different Alexes that are in the yachting business, but I'm <laughs> thinking of I'm thinking of Boston Alex, who was who I just loved. Um oh, and I can't remember his last name. Anyway, um are you as mad as some fans are about Sandy replacing Lee? I'm not. No. And I think like in the earlier episodes, like Lee was not fully present and like, you could tell he was struggling and, and he was in I pain. Think, yeah. And I think that's why like this Camille situation went on for so long because like he wasn't fully present. Are, are fans still carrying a grudge against her for firing Hannah? I probably, cause we all know fandoms can be extremely toxic uh, when they, when they want to be. I, I I was fine with it. Would, would would you have preferred, would they have preferred like someone just totally random? I think this is fine. How, how many TV captains are there? This right. is a question. In a pinch too. Like how are they? Exactly. Who's going to want to fly in to take on like, not just a, the biggest boat I've ever seen, you know, beyond like a cruise ship, but also a reality crew filming, like taking up half the boat doing. Well, stuff. I mean, I think their only other option would have been Captain Jason from down under but I think he lives in the Philippines because his daughter is there. And I don't know, like, how quickly can you get someone in a pinch? I think that's a great question. But anyway, we are going to segue to some real housewives because, oh, man, there's been so much housewives news. For Okay, first of all, Lisa Rinna leaving Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, which is kind of seismic for that. Yes. And Lisa Vanderpump, like. I guess, intimating that she will be dropping by in the new season. Oh, I didn't see that. I know she's, I know Garcelle's son is filming maybe or working for her or something. So I think she posted something that said ding dong, but maybe that was referring to Rena as in the witch is dead. I'm not sure. Uh, I would, yeah, I would think that. I don't know if she would do this with Kyle still on the show unless. All right. It's I, so it's I, an I, end of an era for I Lisa. Have, I have many thoughts about Kyle. And by the way, I give Lisa Rinna all the credit in the world. One, because she was willing to be a villain and leaned into it in in such a glorious way. This is a woman who understands, well, I mean, she understands the soap opera world, of course, but she understood the reality show world. And I have mad respect for that. She knew the role that she was there to play. And yeah, she was great television. Very, very. The iconic hair, everything about it. It did know? get to a point that it felt like last year that 
it was may have been time it was time to to take a break yeah i and i honestly i thought erica jane might be the one to take a break although i know she needs the paycheck I, <laughs> yeah i, I wouldn't I, I, yes. i don't see that in a disrespectful way i say she needs a paycheck yeah it's i i think besides lisa and diana i wouldn't be surprised if one or two more go from this crop there are there are rumblings about that about some people who may not be coming back. So yes, I think you're right about that. I think you're 100% right about that. Um, how are you feeling about the whole thing on Salt Lake City and the Jen Shah sentencing? Salt Lake City started out strong. The trailers are amazing and everything this yes. season. I just... I, Ter- I, I, terrible season, though. I, it just... I, I'm hoping the conviction and the plea deal or whatever and yeah, all this stuff is kind of like a rude awakening for them. Cause it almost felt like they felt like they were like too hot for their britches in a way. Like they, they were riding high in season one and two press and like attention and they, the show's popular and like they have legions of fans that are, you know, and camp Lisa and camp Heather and Kit like, and they, you know, it's doing well and it's doing what, a, you know, what a, the show is supposed to be doing for Bravo and everything. But I, I it just felt like, there was a lot of nothing this season and then random friends popping up. And I was like, who's that? Which Angie is that? Where like, and we were seeing a lot of flashbacks, like of footage, but we weren't seeing the actual like happenings. It just felt disjointed and it kind of uh, was a slog to get through, especially the, the later half. I felt like they were enabling Jen Shaw in all the wrong ways. I felt like they were just, letting her be a very, very badly behaved person and just enabling her by letting her continue to lie repeatedly and, you know, then saying, oh, I tried to commit suicide or this. I mean, this shit is serious. And I I watched and I was like, it got repetitive. It got boring. You know, I love Heather Gay. I think she is a good time. And, good time, you know, I think Heather Gay and Lisa Barlow are the real stars of the show. You know, the rest of them. There are some people who want um, Mary Crosby to come back. And all I could think was, doesn't she have some like maybe unusual financial dealings of her own that that might come up because it did in the season she was on? Yeah, I don't think I need her back. I think she was entertaining. Uh, like I think the- she's like mentally checked out most of the time. Yes. And, and I look at a lot of reality TV kind of as like a sociological experiment where I'm getting a, getting a glimpse into a world that I don't live in, or just kind of seeing how these people operate. And like Heather, I love, I did not enjoy her so much this season. Uh, Heather Gay, I just, the black eye thing was. The black eye thing was. And it was silly, to be honest, because I think, honestly, I think she walked into that tree or whatever was in her room or she walked into the door. I don't think that's it's an it's nothing. And they're going to drag it into the reunion, too, which is ridiculous. And I think Bravo, you know, Bravo did it with their with their promo and everything, because it's a good thing to promote. But they enabled this ridiculousness just as much as she did by not saying. Not good. Not good. Um, I, I think I was kind of relieved when I realized it was the, the finale of the yeah. season. And I was like, okay, good. I'm, d- I'm done. I'm done. And yeah, I'll watch the reunion. That'll be fine. But clearly they're going to have to, they're going to have to revamp that show. 
hey, we're only getting a two-part reunion, which like, right. geez, thank Andy or whatever. Just well, And I guess um, segue, that leads me to segue, they're filming the Potomac reunion. I saw the seating chart just before we started talking. Oh my gosh. And who's sitting next to Andy? Uh, Karen on one side okay. and Giselle, Giselle on the other. Ooh. And I, but this season, does Giselle deserve that first seat? next to Andy no probably someone else's I would give it I would give it more to like Ashley Darby actually yes. Ashley had a really good season Ashley yeah. was wearing a production hat for a lot of the season it felt like and like I'm happy, I'm happy that she did that she delivered Giselle I like at this point and I'm wondering I've wondered this too is it con- like contractual who gets the first seat like Kyle's always there you know, it, on Beverly Hills, is know. is it? Do That's they such certain a question? I don't like, know. Do they get it into their rider eventually, or something? Like I have to I sit. Feel next like to they him. bug Andy for it. I don't know. Because like Karen uh, is a top tier housewife to me. She. I don't know if I agree, but I'm not as big a Karen Uger fan as a lot of people. I, I Giselle's great housewife too. They both understand the assignment. They both know what they need to do, what they need to turn in. I, I just. Um, uh, yeah, I, the, the placement was weird to me. My take on Giselle is that she doesn't seem to have enough of her own life, so she rags on all the other ladies. Now, there's nothing wrong with being the shit stirrer in a group, so I give her props for that. But Karen Uger, same thing. Karen, you know, her doing her own live show was literally just like, okay, this is ego run amok. This is someone who just doesn't understand things. And I wonder about women who just get that inflated sense of self. Whereas this is why I love Ashley. She's going through a lot. She's got a divorce, that goofy man that she was married to. And unfortunately, she is tied to him through the children. But I'm hoping that she will get a lot of money because of that, because God knows she deserves it. Uh, but I, she, you know, that she's a reality star and there's been a lot of chatter about they want to see her on summer house or winter house and i was like yep yep do it do it slot her right in there i, I want to see her on trader season two. Oh my god yes oh my god yes that would be amazing um did you like i liked seeing sharice back on potomac but i felt like everybody was just being really mean to her and i was I- like just let her throw some shade they the the producers were also shading her which the production on the show is top level like i i feel like this season maybe the most contrived in terms of drama but i would say that yeah that's probably true because the stuff right 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 these women know what they're doing though yeah. Like it's so entertaining. Like I would watch them. I would just watch like 45 minutes of like them eating dinner. Like I, it just. Sure, and, because ultimately someone's going to throw a drink at someone. Right. And I, I like, give me that entertainment. That is why I'm watching this. And I, and like, it, it's also like you mentioned kind of like the inflation of ego with Karen. I, one of the, like I, for me watching housewives, cause I watch almost all of them and from start right. to where we are. And where the, the currently the wh- what's interesting is going back and watching early seasons and seeing how 
you know, the show and fame and attention has morphed these women to the point where they are currently if they're still on the show. Because you'll, you'll see it. And it's 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 fascinating to watch because it, it you know the, they get a little ten, the, from season to season it's whether it's a blowout or glam or, or you know plastic you just, surgery you, baby plastic surgery three wick candles whatever it is like it's just <laughs> you, you see it and it, it's it's fascinating like and that's what I you know that's one of the reasons why I love reality TV especially ongoing like Housewives. I was going to mention Dr. Wendy because I feel like Wendy's having a little bit of an identity crisis. You know, first she was the professor and she just wanted to lecture everybody. Then she wanted to have a lifestyle brand. Then she wanted to open a restaurant. And I'm like, Wendy, Wendy, I, part of me wants to say pick a lane. And I don't know if I, I feel impolite when I say that, but I feel like she doesn't know, like she doesn't, she, it felt like she was just kind of, you know, dog paddling this season. She was just, I, you know, she was all over the place and I know she had some health issues so I hope she's feeling better now. But it was it was a little weird in that way. Oh, it was like the Housewives yeah. evolution and hyperdrive, like where, you know, she's doing a home line. She's doing this. She's doing that. She's having this makeover. There's this. There's. I'm always for somebody getting the bag. Get the money. Get the money while you can. I'm all for it. But you have to think about these things. You know, you can't put the vibe out 10,000 different ways. You got to you got to have a little focus. But anyway. I don't think I need Peter Thomas on my TV anymore. I'm just saying. I would totally agree with that. And I am a little freaked out by Mia's husband. I think he's a little lechy. But you know what? God bless. If they're happy, who am, who am I to say? I do find Mia entertaining. I will say that. And I feel like she's delightfully shady sometimes. She's had some good, some good lines this year. I do feel like... She- her maybe it's just the way it's edited but without Jacqueline there she wouldn't really have a presence this this year and that might be the case and last question on Potomac do you think that Robin and Juan will actually get married because I don't I'm just Uh, saying I don't uh I maybe your your Chris you're heaven you're hard you think maybe for next season like so she has a story i don't know i don't think she'd want it on the show from the way she he, means from the way she was being so cagey this season i don't think she probably doesn't it. want it uh, yeah amen to that oh chris so much happening but this was such a good catch-up and thank you and of course this i mean a blast. we're gonna have to talk again when you know, because they're filming, I think, the new Real Housewives of New York. Mm-hmm. And I don't, are they still getting the Real Housewives of New York, like, legacy? I, I bring no, back my girls. I miss Dorinda. I miss Luann. I miss Sonia. Well, I mean, I really they, they have Ultimate Girls Trip, because Ultimate Girls Trip provided that Bluestone Manor edition was literally one of the most batshit seasons I've ever seen. And it was chaos. glorious. It was glorious chaos. And I... I'm excited about Morocco with Alex McCord coming back. Oh my God, that's right. But Lucky I don't, Hughes. I don't love that. There are so many like, like uh, returning. Like I loved, I love seeing Fe- like Phaedra and Ava's dynamic was great, but I don't, I, there are other people that I would have liked to see re- kind of return on these trips. 
like so like brandy's back on this and so is ava and i think and i think i think you're right it should be it should be a remix and not necessarily people we've seen before but shout out to phaedra parks because she gave me my new life motto when someone complimented her hair on ultimate girls trip dorinda said oh i like your hair and she said it may change tomorrow get into it today I think we should all live by that motto. She was always great television. Uh, it, it was refreshing for to see her at the beginning of her like redemption. So many gems, just so many gems. Chris, this has been wonderful. Thank you for taking time. I know this is after your work day. I appreciate it. Of course, I love television. I'm Kenneth Parcell. I just love television so much. Amen to that. Um, I will check in with you soon. But in the meantime, be well. Take care. And we'll talk to you soon. Thank you so much.